Welcome to the Sheepdog Wife Podcast. This is your host. Let's have a conversation. Hello, dear. Hello. How are you today? I am okay. Um, I <laughs> I can't decide if I'm excited or like kind of relieved that we're finally recording this really, really heavy topic because... It's it's been a hard one to wrestle with. It is. It is. And but look, I'm really happy because this is like really the last hard topic that we have. Um, hard isn't just <laughs> heavy, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we have some really good good topics to go over um, in the upcoming episodes that I'm looking forward to. So yes, I agree. There is a there's a relief almost for us to to do this one tonight. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So um, for anybody who is listening, we are going to be going through chapter four of the book tonight, discussing depression. Um, If you are someone who has just been listening to, and I have been sharing um, and not doing a lot of in-depth reading yourself, let me say like, if you're going to do reading for just one chapter out of the whole study, this is probably the one to do it for. Um, because there's, there's so much more in the text that we read and studied this week than we'll be able to fit into a single podcast. Yeah. Um, Job is, it is a uh, <laughs> target rich environment for learning. I yes. Guess. And there's, there's too much for us to necessarily do it complete justice. Yes. And as we, as we go, as we talk about depression and the book of uh, Job here, um, we do just want to say too, we are giving basic advice. Um, Everyone's situation is different with this. So we're not going to get too deep into it. Um, But yeah, just just wanted to like throw that out there too. We're not going to be giving like very very specific advice. Everyone has a um a different experience with this, but we'll, we will give you just practical like this is where you start. Is that the best way to say it, Cecilia? Like this is where you start advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, because re- regardless of anything else that may be necessary for your journey with depression or a loved one's journey with depression. Um, You know, as a Christian, scripture needs to be primary. Right. Um, So this is going to be the base. And, um, you know, if you're dealing with something severe, do not be afraid to talk to someone about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Counseling yeah. is important. Having someone to share your struggles with is important. And that is why having a good, solid church that you yes. can be in fellowship with is yes. so vital because Christians are not meant to walk this path alone. Exactly. We are social creatures, even when we're introverted. And sometimes being in social settings can also be tiring. Um, it's it's important to not isolate yourself, which is very tempting when you're struggling with depression. So yes. there's our disclaimer. Yes. <laughs> Don't isolate. Exactly. Yes. The worst you can do is just not, not talk to anybody about it and just keep it to yourself, which is very easy with this job specifically because, you know, our husbands deal with 
very sensitive matters and it's hard for a lot of people to kind of understand the type of trauma and this is speaking specifically about our law enforcement officers here but the trauma that they um experience is very hard to explain to people who just have no experience with this type of work Mm -hmm. so yes um don't don't be afraid to talk to other people whether it's other law enforcement wives about what they're going through or just going to your church elder and having your church elder kind of direct you from there um, Mm -hmm. with what they believe um, like biblically you should do. So yes, yes, that is great. Yeah. And that goes for the men as well. If your husband is like, well, I just don't know if there's anyone I can talk to about that. Mm -hmm. There will be another man in your church that he can talk to about that or someone who will know a man that he can talk to. Exactly. And that does not make him less manly. Look at similar professions too. Look at, you know, doctors who also see traumatic things. Look at your pastors who also see traumatic things. Like there are people that can um, maybe not directly like sympathize with you, but they can empathize with you. So you're not alone. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. All right. right. So all of that said, um, we, we covered a pretty vast amount of scripture this week I think it was probably probably the most scripture reading that we've done for a single chapter so far yeah I think um unless I'm remembering incorrectly so we started out in Job 1 and 2 um and then read a little bit in the middle of the book and read a whole lot at the end of the book um and overall I think in a in a lot of ways, especially um, if you're walking a very long season of struggling in the law enforcement profession, whether it's because of, you know, the, the society climate um, or just struggling because your law enforcement officer is struggling, I feel like we should or could do an entire series just focusing on Job because there's so much value in these chapters and in the scripture. Um, I almost don't even know like where, where to start. Like obviously start at the beginning. Right. Um, So Job was a very blessed man. He was blessed in his family. He was blessed in earthly things in um, finances, in land, in business. Um, He honored the Lord and he was blessed on earth. Mm -hmm. Um, And not, not every Christian is going to be blessed on earth the way that Job is, Mm -hmm. but he happened to be one who was. And the entire book is really about his journey of losing all of these earthly blessings. Mm -hmm. Um, And I reading some of it, this is, I think this is the first time that I've studied Job since I've had kids Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to lie. Like it was, it was very hard for me to read some of these verses just because I, I couldn't comprehend going through what he was going through. Right. Yeah. Um, I've, I forget exactly how many children he starts out with, but they seven all children, seven children. They yep. all die at the same time mm-hmm. on the same day. 
Yes. I can't, um, I can't comprehend that. It's just, that is a level of, of despair almost that I, I would never ever wish on anybody. And I pray to God that none of us ever have to experience. Um, but I mean, Job is described as, as being a blameless and upright man. Um, and I think if we take nothing else from that description, it's a reminder that, you know, um, we live in a fallen world that is full of sin and bad, seemingly bad things can happen to good people. And it's not because you did something wrong. Yes. Um, it is not because you didn't have enough faith in God. That's not a thing. Prosperity gospel is not a thing. Right. Um, God does not promise us earthly treasures Mm -hmm. based on our spiritual performance. Um, he, he promises us treasures in heaven. And, um, I think that that's a really important thing to remember. And if that, that doesn't resonate with you throughout the rest of the Bible, then it certainly should in Job because it's, it's the picture of, of that. Yeah. Um, and when we, when we look at Job, his responses to all of this tragedy in his life are much better than mine. <laughs> they would be much better than how I would handle something like this. Oh, um, yeah. It is... It- his yeah his responses are very human but not once does he curse the lord when all of these things happen to him now he laments to the lord which is you're allowed to lament lament is a form of prayer um Mm -hmm. the lord hears you and we have something that job did not have back then we have a mediator jesus um we pray um to the father um through jesus um because of the holy spirit So we have that. God hears all of our prayers. It doesn't mean he's going to change our circumstances because God is just and righteous and he does things according to his goodwill. And, um, but that doesn't mean that we're not allowed to feel things. Um, We are allowed to cry to the Lord. He knows our hearts. He knows how we will respond to bad things. We just have to check ourselves and make sure that we are not cursing God's name when things are not going in our favor. And um, with, we can really go in so many different directions with depression when it comes to law enforcement specifically. Um, mm-hmm. As a as a wife, you can get depressed with the unavailability of your husband due to his demanding work schedule. Yep. Um, you can be depressed because your husband, you know, be, he may have PTSD because of all of this trauma he has been seeing and he is just not able to process things the way that another person's husband might, you know, who is not been exposed to all of this trauma or there are ramifications that come with having PTSD, just literal brain changes with how they respond to things like fireworks. Um, And that can limit activities that you guys do as a family or ways that you live your life even. So yeah, depression is, can very easily come with this job as a wife, but even Mm -hmm. as of course our husbands just, um, they see very heavy things. They deal with very heavy things. And really, I don't have the knowledge to the extent that my husband deals with. Mm-hmm. I really I really don't know the depth of what he sees. And even just hearing about it, I am still not going to understand 
what yeah. he has to process through. So one thing that I wrote down um, after like reading through Job is don't be Job's wife. <laughs> yes. Don't be Job's I'm, wife. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I wrote a, an almost identical sentence yeah. somewhere this week. <laughs> don't be Job's wife. Yes. Oh my yes. word. Yeah, it is so easy to to be Job's wife and just all of these bad things happening and just telling your husband, you know, what are you doing? Why do you bother with this? Um, it's okay if you have that thought, but don't keep it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. these thoughts are going to come into your mind because we are sinners despite the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. We we are yeah. still sinners until we leave this earth and join God in heaven. But yeah. don't keep those thoughts. Um and do the best you can to just encourage your husband yes and when he is going through something like this it is very difficult and I don't say that as a mild task but yeah don't don't tell your husband to curse God be strong in the faith and this is where it's important for us to be ensuring just for our own spiritual health that we are as women reading our Bibles um, either alongside your husband, everyone does differently alongside your husband on your own. You have to be prepared. Um, Ephesians six is a great, is a great study to use just to kind of put on the armor of God every day when you wake up. So that when things like this do strike your family, because as a Christian, we are promised suffering. Mm -hmm. Um, when these things strike your family, you can have the armor of God at your side, put it on and encourage your husband to praise the Lord. And keep his faith strong no matter what happens. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I think there can often be and should be a focus on the fact that the man is the spiritual head of the household. Mm -hmm. But we need to not um, kind of pass all of the responsibility on to them because we're still responsible for our attitudes and how we react to things. Exactly. Um, And being a leader is hard Mm -hmm. and our spouses, right. They are in a lot of ways, leaders in society. Mm -hmm. Um, People defer to them to be guided through some of the most difficult situations. And there is an art form to being led in such a way that, that builds the leader up that compliments them, that encourages them when things get hard. And I mean, I'm sure anybody in the military has seen this. This is what I, I picture as a kid who grew up with a, an army dad, you know, um, you can have the best possible leader, but if you put them somewhere where people refuse to be led, they're still not going to be able to do their job well. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and the reverse is if you have people who are very good at at supporting their leadership, a leader who isn't necessarily the best on earth is going to do their job well because they have a support system. Yes. Yeah. We have very important roles as women. God created us as the helper of men. Um, Eve helped Adam in the garden. Um, There are many counts of women helping their husbands um, or just honestly just helping men um accomplish god's will god used women for as a means for that and he still uses women as means for that so really bottom line like don't be lazy don't expect your husband to do all of the legwork for you 
And I mean, listen, I'm speaking as someone who did that for many years. I expected my husband to kind of do the legwork as far as our sanctification. Um, Mm. Don't leave that entirely up to your husband. He cannot do that by himself. Your role is to advise him. And also, if it's necessary, to correct him as well. And the only way to be able to do that is to know your scripture. Yeah. And I also say that with caution, too, because you also have to expect to be corrected as well and handle that with, you know, grace, a, humble, a humility. Yeah. Grace. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's, it's true. We have we have different but very important separate roles that complement each other in a way that can't even be articulated because we are imperfect people, you know, and God knows what he's doing. Um, And just one more thing I wrote down, too, that I thought was really interesting is, um, and I I actually got this from my study guide, but Satan cannot read your mind. So um, I wrote that down because it's one of those things where, like, you know, but, like, you see it right now, you're like, oh, like, this is actually really good to know. It's just something to kind of keep in mind. Um, Satan had this belief that Job only loved the Lord because he had all of these blessings which is why he was just tearing, tearing it apart. Um, and of course, actually, it was through the study of Job. I read this last year where I learned that God only gives Satan as much power as God wants to give Satan. Uh, prior to kind of reading through this, I thought that Satan could do really whatever he wanted anytime he wanted. Nope, he is just like everything else on this earth. He is beneath the Lord. He does not, it's not a a balance of good versus evil type of thing. The Lord gives Satan a certain amount of power. And in the story of Job, that's what God does. He lets Satan basically do as he pleases, but he cannot, he cannot kill Job. Um, The Lord will not allow that. So yeah, when you, or if your husband is experiencing this, just know that, you know, Satan cannot, sorry, I just dropped my phone. (laughs) Satan cannot, um, cannot read your mind. So, and, and like I said, too, he cannot work without God's authority. And that can kind of be hard to, that can, those can also be hard to kind of like digest as well. Because yeah. I think the initial, your initial question is like, well, why are you doing this to me then? Like, why is this yeah. happening? So again, we just go back got to God's sovereignty. Just go over the attributes of God in your head. God is sovereign. God is just. God is righteous. Mm-hmm. Um, God's will is good. Yeah. And... I, um, when it comes to that too, with, with that question specifically, I really love, uh, Romans nine twenty, and this will kind of link to the end of Job when God finally speaks, but mm-hmm. Romans nine twenty says, but who are you a mere man to talk back to God? And really that think about that. Like, who are you to sit mm-hmm. there and go, why are you doing this to me? God? I mean, you don't have his role. You don't know eternity you don't know anything you're just a tiny bug like really yep. like perspective wise you're a little bug on this just just by just by how you're communicating with him it, it gives the impression that you think that if you had all the information or even without all the information you could do better exactly and we can't we nope. we can't god's plan is perfect yep and that's kind of like what happens too when God finally does address Job. He basically tells him, like, can you do this job better than me? Like, what would, can you, can you make, 
better choices than I can. Can do you know how to do this better? And Job is like, uh, no. <laughs> I can't. Like, yeah, he is immediately just kind of like reduced down to his role, his role against God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he, yeah, he he takes it really well too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like he, he does, you know, um, Job, Job not only handles the traumatic and heartbreaking experiences and losses that are thrown at him without, um, losing his faith, Mm -hmm. but then he also withstands his wife's discouragement and almost like spurning. Yeah. And tongue lashing. Um, Which, I mean, we all know we are gifted with words, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no matter what our husbands are, are going through at work, I think that their wife still has a greater ability to hurt them mm-hmm. or to build them up than, than anybody else on the planet, right? We just, sure. yeah, that's, that's something that we can do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he has friends who also are not in encouraging him in the right way right his friends are accusing him of having done something wrong that brought this upon himself um and he still he still responds in a way that keeps his faith in god he asks why yeah and it scripture actually says that he he loathes his life which you know the definition of loathing is to feel intense dislike or disgust for. Mm-hmm. He was not happy, but he knew that God was still sovereign over everything that he was going through. Yes. And like to that note too, I think one of my favorite passages in scripture is when God finally speaks, because up mm-hmm. until this point, it is just dread 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 like and you just sit back and you're like how can things get worse like he is even getting bad advice from people that he trusts Mm -hmm. and we've all been there too with friends where it's like you're just they're just not telling you what you need to hear and um you might feel isolated and like Mm -hmm. no one understands you and on top of feeling that way job is physically in pain um he is just everything is taken from him and talk about such a drastic life from before, from what he has known for majority of his, of his time on earth. So I really love um, Job 38 um, through 42 um, because God just comes in like, and he just spends this whole, do you want to call it maybe a monologue, I guess, just explaining who he is like down to like, I have you watched the deer in labor? This is um, Job 39 two. Have you watched the deer in labor? Can you count the months they are pregnant so you can know the time they give birth? And then God explains exactly how a deer gives birth. And it's like, whoa, yeah, actually God did do that. Just something so basic that happens every day, all the time, deer giving birth. Like God ordains all of that. He created mm-hmm. that process. And it's like, it just blows my mind. Like he literally created everything down to like how a deer gives birth so it just it's like kind of like it's kind of like a yeah like that's our god you know like he's <laughs> so cool but it's also like oh man he is also really powerful like 
it's okay. also intimidating. But yeah, yeah, I love this. I love the these uh these chapters in scripture. Yeah. It's and it's it's so heavy. Um but at the same time I feel really I feel really blessed by the fact that God knew that depression was something that people struggle with, right? And he knew that it's something that the world would continue to struggle with. And he put an entire book of scripture in to describe, and not that this does not come up in, in other passages of scripture, Mm -hmm. but to describe how it was handled, you know, um, it's, it's reassuring to know that there's not something inherently wrong with you because you're struggling in this way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. God has, God knows this. He knows you're feeling this way and you just have to trust in him. I don't know how else to say it. Like you just have to be like Job and just weather the storm and praise God's name. Yeah. Um, Even when it's really hard to, I mean, we can all say that there have been times where it's been really hard to, but, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, like I, like I said earlier, it's like, you can have these feelings of feeling like God hates you. Um, but you have to remember his will is good, even when it's really doesn't feel like it's good for you. So, yeah. so um, I actually, um, I have a Charles Spurgeon quote. Ooh. Uh, that I actually came across when we were um, going through one of our earlier chapters. I think it was, I think it was actually the first one on loneliness. We were going through first Kings 19 um, and we were talking about Elijah and we touched a little bit on the concept that he was probably a little bit depressed. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> this is from, um, Charles Spurgeon's sermon number 3498, if anybody is interested in looking it up. Um, I think it was originally delivered like back in 1871 and wasn't published until 1916. But it just says, it was almost inevitable that after an excitement so high and strong that he should be desponding and depressed in spirits, and we find that he was so depressed. If the like should ever happen to any of you, my brethren and sisters, count it no strange thing nor suppose that some extraordinary trial has happened unto you. It is but a physical result from physical causes. The mind has operated upon the body. It has strung the bow too tightly. And now, unless the string be relaxed, there is a danger of its breaking altogether. Right? Mm-hmm. So I've been sitting on that, waiting for this chapter specifically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what is it, Celia? And what's it's, uh, which sermon number is this? Uh, let me, let me pull that back up. Sorry. I know you're momming at the same time right now. So (laughs) yeah, uh, let's see. I wrote it down. That was sermon number three, four, nine, eight. I think it's entitled God's gentle power. Um, which is also like very fitting because God is gentle with us Mm -hmm. when we are weak. Yeah. Um, which way to be thankful for, you know, because he, he doesn't have to be. Yeah. God lets us he lament. chooses to be. He allows- so as far as 
the um, Melissa Humes gives some good ways for us to, you know, as a base, just kind of like handle this. Um, <laughs> some key helpful points. And we discussed, we, I think we discussed a lot of them over this. Um, yeah. One thing that um, I think is good, good for us to do and just in general is just to, um, you know, just be aware of your blessings in your life. Mm-hmm. And I think few of us are going to experience the devastation that Job, if any, I don't even know if anyone will experience anything like Job. Um, but few of us listening, I think, will experience the amount and intensity of hardships that Job has experienced. Um, it's just, it's good practice for you to kind of be aware of just the general blessings in your life. And I know over the podcast, we've talked about this as well, but yeah, you know, simple things like waking up in the morning and having food to eat and being able to just see your husband, even if it's for a few minutes a day, I'm not sure what a lot of schedules look like with this type of work, but I know some people are like two shifts passing the night with this type of work too. Yeah. So, you know, just those moments where you can be together. Um, the fact that you have children, if you have children, um, the, if you don't have children, if there are other children that you can, you know, just help, help their parents with, uh, you know, just being able to be lights in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, those are just a few. There's so like literally so many, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, practicing, praising, thanking God, um, talking about what is going on with you, or if, if this is something that you're struggling with because of a specific event, talking about that event with someone, Mm -hmm. obviously it is not something that you can discuss with just anybody off of the street. Yeah. Um, but you need to be talking about it with somebody. You cannot keep it bottled up. And if if you're not in a season where you have something like that, you need to worry about having someone to entrust with it right now. Yeah. Be making sure that you are plugging yourself in and investing in relationships yeah. that will be able to withstand talking about it later. And right? don't be and don't be embarrassed by it. Um, depression is mm-hmm. something that I, I don't know can I say most people have felt if not like everyone I mean I think most people have had periods at least or and and there are varying levels of this as well but don't be embarrassed of feeling this way um know that other everyone has hardships everyone who is a Christian on this earth has suffering um of some of some kind Mm -hmm. so don't think that you are weird or that you are spoiled or that you are you know doing something wrong because this is happening to you and really just lean on your brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. Just to kind of walk through this with you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. feel like you're, don't be embarrassed by any of it. Yeah. Please, please don't be embarrassed. Like it's not something that you need to be embarrassed by that you would be, especially in, in situations where um, I think for a lot of law enforcement officers they a lot of this will stem from a specific incident Mm -hmm. and to me if they're struggling with this because of an incident all that does is tell me that they are incredibly empathetic and understanding human beings yeah and 
I mean, that's, that's not a bad thing to be able to feel for someone who went through something traumatic and for it to touch you. Um, you shouldn't feel, you should not feel less than because you're struggling in that way. Um, and to round out that list, you know, all of these things should be primary. Scripture should always be primary. But if you are dealing with something extensively deep and dark or long lasting, it's, it's good to seek professional help. And very often your good friends or your pastor will be able to help you decide if that's something that, that is necessary in your situation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh Definitely be in communication with your pastor and an, an elder who is in a biblically sound church will take care of you. They will know how yeah. to take care of you and yeah. direct you and guide you and care about you. Um, yeah, they're, they're just, they're just going to care about you. Yeah. And another thing, just last thing I'm going to say about this too, with, with um, just as a wife with law enforcement, I don't want you to think too, that your sufferings aren't important compared Mm -hmm. to maybe like what your husband has experienced as suffering. Um, Mm -hmm. Your, your husbands are seeing really like the worst of society. And that is something to, to that that's to know. You should know that. However, you shouldn't feel like your problems don't matter or your feelings or anything don't matter comparatively to that. Yes. don't don't hide these feelings from your husband because oh well he sees worse or yes he knows worse than this no you your husband has a responsibility to you as his wife um don't let his job overshadow your feelings too um so yeah his first role in life is of course to serve the lord and serving the lord is serving his wife so he has a role in your home and mm-hmm. no matter what he does for a living um, you are important. So yeah. don't hide these feelings from your husband just because you don't think he can handle it or because it's just not important. Talk to your husband about this. Oh, and yeah, that's a fire. That's fire emoji, right? Yes. It's like, oh yeah. Like it, it really, really is. Especially because I feel like, I feel like in society, there's like this kind of unspoken competitiveness over how hard your life right. is going. Right. Or sometimes it is spoken. Let's let's be honest. Sometimes it is a spoken competitiveness mm-hmm. over how hard life has been. Yeah. Um, what we need to remember is that God loves all of us and he cares for all of the hardships that we go through. Yeah. Yeah. They and- all they all matter to him. He wants to hear about all of them. He's yeah. not sitting there going, well, you know, Susie so-so has this going on and she's really upset about it, but I'm not going to pay attention to that because Johnny suffering more. Johnny J has this other suffering that I think is a bigger suffering. That's not how he's looking at it. He is paying attention to all of our suffering because we all matter. Yes. And he's omnipresent. God can handle literally everything at the same time. So it's not, it's not a matter of like lack of importance. Um, Amen. Yeah. And what was the other oh yeah and this is i know like my brain is like shutting down right now it's like <laughs> this time of night like it's just like turning off so sorry let me collect my thoughts um 
also, I, I also find too that when I, and this is kind of like a general feelings thing. Um, but I find too, that my husband is a great checker when it comes to my feelings. Um, because as we mentioned before, the heart is deceitful and wicked. And, mm-hmm. um, I trust my husband when I feel something that maybe isn't right to kind of tell me that. So this is also yeah. the benefit to sharing your feelings with your husband and we are talking about honest discussions, not like, oh, you got five minutes before you head into like your shift tonight. Like, let me know. Like, this is like, sit down, kids are in bed or, you know, they're out They're with whoever, someone that you trust so that you guys can sit down and have face-to-face honest conversation Yeah. Um, when you're, when you're discussing matters like this and your husband is a good, and of course, if your husband doesn't know, like go to your elder, but your husband is, a, is the base to start. Um, to just tell you like, oh, those feelings you're feeling not the right ones be, you know, X, Y, and Z is is happening because this is scripturally the right thing to do. So (laughs) your feelings of jealousy or sadness or, um, or rage or anything, anything like that is just, is maybe not correct. And that I say that with a caveat that is very difficult to hear that maybe something that you're feeling is not correct. And also, like I said before, I'm not speaking just on depression. I'm just speaking about any kind of feelings that you have. Um, when you're, t- especially when you're speaking to a LEO who feels a lot of different things and sees a lot of different things. Yeah. But yeah, they will tell you though. Um, mm-hmm. Your husband in general will just tell you yeah. where, where, if these feelings that where they're stemming from, you know, get a heart check. Are they stemming from a place of um, righteousness or self-righteousness? Yep. Yeah, that's, that is really, that is really important. Heart checks are so important. I think a lot of people kind of take, it's, and it's easy to do. It's easy to take for granted that you and your spouse know each other well enough that you don't have to talk about those things specifically. You just assume that a lot of it will get picked up on. And it, it doesn't always, sometimes yeah. it can, but it's a lot easier if you're intentional about it yep. um, and just check in. And that helps to prevent built up of bitterness or resentment, um, which and, yeah, and probably I'll talk been, about that later too, but yes. And no, I've been, it's something I've been specifically working on myself over the last like year is just telling my husband before things manifest to something that they aren't how I feel about something and just really trusting him. So just submitting to him in this, that he is hearing me and he is advising me just out of love, out of like Jesus's love for the church. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. Just in that role. So even like just this week, I mean, time is just so tight for us lately. And a lot of it is because, he is just working a lot. Um, this, this time of year is just very busy with his department. Um, a lot of like court, um, like scheduling that's happening right now. Mm -hmm. So time that we have together, that's probably what I try to protect the most is our time as a family because it is limited and we really just get it like in bursts. So I know I try not to halt our life, um, when he's at work, but it's also it's also not lived to the fullest extent because he is at work. So we're missing one very important member of our family most of the time. So 
he was asked to help with something this weekend. And my first reaction was, no, why? Why? We, we only have like one day this week for us to be together and you have to yeah. go do this. Why not have I, someone else? I do don't want to share you. Yes. Yeah. Like, not where I want to be it. right now. Like have the people who work Monday through Friday, like <laughs> have one of them do this instead. Um, but you know, after I said it, I'm like, oh, I just realized how misplaced I was with that emotion. Mm-hmm. Like, no helping. And not, is, yes. <laughs> not that it was, not that it was straight out sinful for you to have that initial gut reaction. Yes. But where, where we need to pay attention to our thoughts and our emotions and our everything is what we do with them after they come up. Exactly. Exactly. So, like, I, in the past, I would have just, taken that sentiment and lived on it for <laughs> the weekend or more or whatever let me nest yeah. on this like a giant egg <laughs> yeah. yeah so um but now I'm just I'm trying to express it I mean especially if I can't settle in my heart if it feels very heavy on me then I just express it to my husband and mm-hmm. we talk about it so like it, it's, it's to the point where like immediately as I said it out loud I just realized how dumb I sound like why of course you don't you didn't sound dumb though you didn't it's that moment of I I don't want to have to share with you but I am thankful that I have someone who is awesome enough that I'm not the only person who wants to be around him exactly exactly like you always have to find a silver lining even if it seems a little bit small at the time yes um and thank yeah. you. Like this could be you one day. You could be the person needing that help. And wouldn't you be so grateful if someone gave their husband to you to help you? Yeah, you know? it's, so you... it's a ministry opportunity. Yes. So think about that too. When you start feeling like that over something similar, just think yeah. about if the roles were reversed and you were the person needing that that help, yeah. needing your husband's time. You know. Um, but anyways, that's yeah. That's that's my last thought for tonight. Oh, Do you yeah. have anything else, Cecilia, you wanted to talk about? Um, I'll probably just share memory verse and a a song for encouragement, you know, but just, just remembering to always try to keep that balance, man. Um, yes, let's just, it's just primary, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. So the memory verse for this week is the longest one we've had so far. I think, um, Psalm 40 verses one through three, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He brought me up out of the pit of destruction, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock, making my footsteps firm. And he put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and will trust in the Lord. Um, And song that always kind of speaks to me when I am struggling with depression is praise you in the storm by casting crowns Um, that song just it it is like a balm to my soul at times and obviously scripture is the greatest balm to a soul that there can be um but that song has has come up at the most opportune times in life and uh that is one that i would always recommend when somebody is really struggling. You've been great at coming up with these songs, Celia. I have to just compliment you. <laughs> um, because, like, you are just so much more organized than me. But my... I just... <laughs> I I enjoy music. It yeah. is a way that things 
kind of touched my heart and my soul. And uh, I have to be honest, the majority of scripture that I have memorized is done mostly because it was set to music at some point in my life. Yeah, And it just, it just sticks, it just sticks for me. So that's what we are sharing with you guys tonight. I, well, I guess today, by the Mm -hmm. time this gets published, but um, thank you for coming along for the ride. If you are struggling and need somebody to talk to, and you are not in a season of life where you have someone feel free to send us an email, Mm -hmm. um, reach out, do what you need to do. And again, this, this is complicated and it's heavy. This is a base outline of the primary directive of what we know to be true in scripture. Um, and everybody's path is going to look a little bit different, but that's okay. Yep. Exactly. Um, my last thing I'll say is I love Psalm 84 and mm. Shane and have a really beautiful song um, to like set to the Psalm. Um, and I, I just love to sing that to myself when I'm feeling just confused and, and down and um, just one line I'll read from it is when I bow down before you, I'm richer than all Kings. When I stand in your presence, I'm free. When I sit at your table, I'm right where I belong in the door of my father's house, I'm home. Mm. So just remember the Lord's love for you. That is beautiful. Thank you for that, Sabrina. I love it. Okay. (laughs) Thanks for the chat, Celia. All right. Good night. Mm